0: Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience.
1: Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And
2: I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. On
1: today's episode, we have good friends all the way from the Cayman Islands, Felix and Dorothy Manzanares. What is up, guys? Hi. What's up, Matt and Dez? How you doing? Thanks oh, for having us. So excited to have you guys in the studios, and we will be with you guys in a couple weeks mm-hmm. yeah. in the Cayman Islands. You're going to be suffering for Jesus. Suffering That's for right. Jesus. <laughs> big ups, big ups, right? Big ups, Bless up, bless up, bless up. Hey guys, well, we're just excited about this episode. Uh, would you guys tell the listener about you guys, what you guys do, who you guys are, and uh, give them some of that Cayman love? So my name is Felix Alfonso Gustavo Manzanares. That's my full name. <laughs> Come and on. And I'm man. from
3: the Cayman Islands, born and raised, and my background is in finance, banking, and um, also ministry. And about three years ago to this day, Dorothy, myself, and uh, another guy by the name of Richard Christian started to meet in in our home, Wow. and um, it's grew from our home into a blossoming kingdom behind Ministry called Journey Ministries, I'm two and a half years old right now, and so we're excited about that. And so that's it for us. We have two beautiful kids, Nikolai and Solea, and they're they're, they're a handful growing up as teenager and preteen. But we love our life in this moment right now. To you, beautiful.
0: <laughs> well, Felix, I guess you should you should have said that you were the senior leader for that church. Now,
3: oh uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're Person, so that's <laughs> I'm a senior leader my wife affirm it praise <laughs> the Lord
0: well, the reason why I said that is because I help you I'm co-pastor that church with you Journey Ministries but aside from that I have a practice I'm a lawyer um, I'm a partner in a global law firm that's headquartered in Cayman and I have a busy practice and I also um, have recently been appointed as a managing director of one of our affiliate businesses so in addition to the ministry aspect we also have a busy um, life with respect to business and yeah. leading in the corporate world you put the bus
2: and
1: business, the <laughs> business and Dorothy you're not just just a lawyer you're actually one of the top lawyers if I heard if I am heard correctly in the in your nation I'll receive that. I'll, <laughs> receive that I'll receive sure, that sure so it's not just any lawyer and I just love it hey so we've been in this conversation we've been uh, all talking about this conversation we want to yeah. let you guys in on this conversation you know one of the things that we have been noticing uh, we believe in the fivefold ministry Ephesians mm-hmm. 4 talks about the office gifts that Christ has left for the church. Uh, the fivefold office gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And it just seems right now in the body of Christ, there's been a lot of emphasis on apostle and prophet. Mm-hmm. But what we don't know, I grew up in a denomination mm-hmm. where we recognize three of the offices, but we there was no room for apostle and prophet. Now, kind of seeing this go on the other side of a pendulum, it's almost like the apostle and prophet have gotten a lot of spotlight. And the pastor, it's like, it's like pastoring is not like sexy anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I can use that name. Mm -hmm. And I believe the Lord really wants to bring a spotlight back on pastoring. And what does it look like? You know, we were, uh, we just did a RISE conference and one of our good friends, uh, Bob Hazlett was actually in town. He was talking about what he foresees happening within the next 10 to 15 years in the body of Christ. And one of the things that he said was that he saw pastors being raised up with an apostolic call but he saw a new breed of apostles being raised up that had a pastoral grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it so resonated within me. And this is the conversation we've been having with you guys, because both of you guys are doing pastoring both in the church, but also in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So let's talk about that. Can you guys talk about a little bit about your experience in pastoring? Yeah. What it looks like in the marketplace, also in the church.
2: Sure.
3: So let me, let me start so that I can, Uh, Dorothy and I could cue from each other. So I was a pastor in a denomination before. So I I know the whole, you know, the denomination, the senior pastor is like a workhorse and, Mm. you know, just got (laughs) to keep on pushing because we got to meet the budget. We got to make the mamas and the papas happy and stuff like that. And so there weren't real deep connections, deep relationships, and there weren't a lot of fruit and change Mm. in the individuals. In fact, the senior leader who mentored me um, a few years ago before we started the ministry, we had a conversation together and I began to list some issues in his church and I've never been there like in six years or five years he's like how do you know this I'm like well you know the system is still the same the names mm-hmm. are different in leadership the names are different in the pews but the system's still the same so you're gonna have wow. the same issue and so we are determined as as pastors to do it differently yeah. to really um, adopt instead of foster Come and on. that is something that Dorothy taught me Dorothy mm-hmm. taught me says like you know fostering someone the person knows they're gonna leave you mm. adopting adopting someone means they receive an inheritance from you wow and so so honoring this relationship, receiving and releasing positions you to be pastoring well from a kingdom perspective.
1: I love that. That is fire. That's yeah, so
3: yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, you know, before we started journey again, you know, I understood the pastoring model to be exactly what Felix just articulated. But I guess from my perspective, you know, as a professional woman in the church, um, it was challenging for me to understand my role and exactly kind of where I fit in because, yeah. you know, I had a very busy career and. I'm was a young you know professional growing up and trying to understand how do how do i balance these two things how do i balance being a good christian girl right and how do i also then take that into the workplace i wasn't about to put you know tracks up in my cubicle you (laughs) know what i mean i wasn't gonna gonna start prophesying from the the ledge and you know the atrium so how, how what did that look like and we've really you know the two of us really started to create pray into this and create a language for what it means to actually wrap your arms around a corporation and to pastor a corporation. Wow, I love that. That is good right? Because you, you know, to, to Felix's point, you have to adopt, that's where you gain your influence. You have to really wrap your arms around a person, a, um, a business, um, a corporation to really have influence into it. You can't, if you don't love someone, you really can't have influence or impact that individual. Wow. And it's the same thing for a corporation and the individuals who comprise that corporation. You really have to have love for the individual or the individuals who make up the corporation. And then that's when you get the prophetic vision. That's where you get to develop the heart for the individuals. And that's really you get a strategy that comes from heaven and you can learn to impart that you know there's so much more that we can talk about this but um it's really been interesting to see how the two of us have kind of bounced off of each other within our different spheres of influence and developing that language
1: so okay let me ask you a couple questions sure so dorothy i love what you just said what are some practicals or how are you doing that in a corporate level how are you pastoring people i love what you just said because what i'm hearing from what you're saying is that you are in a corporate setting where there's an organizational structure Mm -hmm. but you're doing it with a family structure that's right so you've adopted a family structure brought it into the corporate world and you're seeing that even though family has structure you're actually loving people and it's having a a kingdom impact Mm -hmm. you know i've always said that you know you can't separate kingdom from family you can't the moment you separate kingdom from family now you have an organization, but you don't actually have a place for fathers and mothers to be raised up. And so it's, I, I believe many times when you separate family or, you know, you separate the concept of family from kingdom, you actually end up with an orphanage. Absolutely. So I love this. So how, what are some practices? How are you doing this? And what are some testimonies? What are some things you're seeing?
0: I mean, <laughs> well, first you've got to accept, accept your assignment, right? you got to accept. Well, I had to accept. And this was a lot of, you know, with Felix pastoring me was understanding that I had to accept the fact that this corporation, this this firm that I'm working for, was probably my mission field. Mm-hmm. And once I had that perspective, then I, I stopped complaining about it and I started <laughs> praying for it, right? So, so it yeah. starts with prayer. Come it starts on. with renewing my mind about the individuals that I'm encountering, the individuals that I'm responsible for, the individuals who are... Um, ahead of me if you like above me in the corporate ladder right so it begins from that posture that i am here to release something what is that that god wants to release in this how can i then um be a conduit for what god wants to do in that organization that's good <laughs> oh my gosh oh this is getting a good start
3: <laughs> yeah um, i feel like the corporate world um just to see dorothy because um, it's been a journey.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, when at, when, at, when we came together, ministry wasn't on our radar. Yeah. Just building a healthy new relationship was and starting yeah. over was. Um, but as we begin to accept one another and see the gifts and to see the anointing and to see the vision and the destiny in each other, then we begin to grow into that. And as we grow into that, we begin to elevate people around that. Yeah. And um, we begin to speak to people differently um, from the finished perspective, not into the previous perspective. Yeah. And so when we say we wrap our arms around people, People. We're literally seeing them how we want to see them operate and we encourage them to operate into that. And so it's been it's been a positive challenge to see her from um, championing that, you know, going into meetings with a healthy perspective that we're going to create a solution. Um, you know, when shots are fired, coming back, bunks at that back off with the right mind to go in there because she's going to make a difference. And so it's been encouraging for me to see that.
1: You know, I love seeing about you guys and just as we've been as we've gotten to you guys and just being around you, your guys' passion, not just for the church, but also for the business is this world yeah mm-hmm. And what I love, because, you know, many times in an old paradigm, when I grew up in church, I remember being taught that, you know, you're going to look for a spouse where you guys are going to, you know, build a church together. And it's this old wineskin, this old model. And I love that you guys are going against that, yeah. that you're a husband and wife. I know you're doing some, you guys are both pastoring the church, but a, a majority of the responsibility has been with you, Felix. Yeah. And then you're in the corporate world. I mean, you're one of the top in on the island and to see this dynamic. Um, how do you guys do this? Like for those of you guys who are in, for those who are, for the listener who's in that situation where, you know, one person's in ministry, one person's in the corporate world. How does that dynamic work with you guys? And what's some advice you can give to couples out there that maybe are going, uh, their metron of area of influence are in two different mountains.
3: So for me, the first thing as a husband, my wife increases my increase. Mm-hmm. So instead of feeling competition, we're going to compliment. That's good. And so she has an office and a function in a corporate organization and have an office and a function as a husband to ensure that I bless what she's doing so that she can process with me and God to fully be effective in that role. So that's how I treat her. So There's no competition. I want her to excel and then she compliments me in my ministry because um, like you said she doesn't have the quote-unquote the denomination role as a as a as a pastor's wife a lot yeah. of times the pastor's wife are are not complimented financially yeah. um, but they're they're looked at to smile and wave <laughs> you know lead a women's ministry you know teach them how to crochet or bake or something like that
0: <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong and with nothing that.
3: wrong with that but <laughs> my wife is a, a, a corporate individual who is in the top of her game and continues to increase with humidity. And I, I gotta admit that was sore. And mm-hmm. so I have to, anyway I can compliment her. She she does that, and she does that for me. So that I would say first, that if you're in that position, uh, and then women are just m- making some positive waves. Like in our country, women, I would say, are making more money in a lot of different roles, wow. have a lot of more influences, um, a lot of them have more degrees. And so it's, it's a man's world catching up. They're like, wow, what's happening here? We have to catch up now to the influence. <laughs> and so for me, I'm championing my wife by uh, applauding her, empowering her, and being a blessing to her.
1: I love this because right now there is a lot of controversy going on about Mm -hmm. women in ministry and just women in general yeah and it just seems like this conversation we're talking there's an emphasis on this right now uh what do you i mean how, how has that been dorothy just uh being in the mountain you're in and you know predominantly i don't know how the statistics are being a lawyer but um being a woman lawyer Mm -hmm. and also being a believer have you seen some things where it's kind of been hard for you to maybe kind of step in it or has it been or has that position been you know pretty welcoming
0: well it's a bit of both right but I think it starts with identity I think it starts with knowing who you are in Christ and Mm -hmm. moving from that position right because if you have your authority in Christ then you understand your authority in the spheres that he's appointed you and anointed you to um, operate in right Um, with respect to our relationship and how we complement each other I mean it also you know at the end of the day Felix is still my protector right I may be operating um, in a corporate world again I may be um, leading in a boardroom I may be doing all of these other things but ultimately He's, he's the priest of our house, right? Come on. He is constantly um, encouraging me. He's constantly challenging me to renew my mind. And the corporate, and the firm that I work in um, directly benefits, well, whether they understand it or not, from the Christ in him that he's releasing as my pastor, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I just wanted to address that. But with respect to, you know, some of the challenges and some of the noise that's happening right now in social media, I think it's timely. I think it's about time that um, women and men speak the truth about Jesus and who Jesus is is and what Jesus represented for women and the the redemption of women right and how he honored women and how Mm -hmm. you know the original intent of um, men and women to co-reign in this world Mm -hmm. so I think it's timely you know What my prayer is for women is not to be, um, not to take up that uh, an offense, but just to continue to move forward in grace and honor and the anointing that God, uh, you know, the the charge, if you like, that God has placed on their life to move forward, right? Because again, like Felix said, there's no competition between the two of us. I'll be honest with you, my um, career, my successes in my um, in my career are directly linked to the growth of our relationship, Mm -hmm. right? They're directly linked. Um, There's no way that I would be able to do the things and take the risks that I have been um, able to do without his blessing. Wow. And, and that's a family blessing overflowing into um, every aspect of my life.
1: Wow, and I love that And
0: just to give you An indication, right So we, I think indi- Probably interacted With you guys As a family What, six months ago? Maybe nine months ago When did we do um, Those sessions with them? Last year, November Right? Yeah, almost a year ago Yeah yes, And so sure. you guys Will remember You know, that time in, Like in November You know, I was oh, a very, I was a very different person Right? And like, these are
3: my pastors Just want to so put it on record Right? Modern are my pastors Just want to bless you with that <laughs> Right? They helped me function well In
1: life Come
3: on
0: No, but, I'll, but I remember I distinctly remember you know, being in a a challenging place. And um, really the two of you, Matt and Dez, really just speaking um, the truth of the father's love for me and just, you know, almost leading me, if you like, in a deliverance, right? With respect to some um, issues that I was faced in my own um, identity. And that's just go, you know, from that time to today, I would say my influence and my reach within the firm, although it was great, it has expanded exponentially and now gone global. And I can tie all of that back to, you know, the protection from my husband and, and how that then spread wow. in the network with you guys.
1: That's wow. good. You know, just to get out my soapbox with the whole controversy thing, you know, because there's this controversy about, you know, on social media with certain personalities about women preachers. But if God, if Jesus wasn't into women preachers, then the first preacher of the gospel, he would have chosen a man. But the first preacher of the gospel was actually mm. a woman. Yeah. Mm. Mic drop, enough said right there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh man, I love this guys. Yeah. So, so Felix, Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. You no, know, you talk to me. Come on, man. Tell me. What are some keys that you can give uh, the listener, maybe somebody who is pastoring, how they can pastor from a kingdom perspective? And what, what, what does that mean to you? And what does that look like? Yeah. So at the beginning, you mentioned that
3: there's been this growth and emphasis on the apostle and the prophet. Yep. Because it's been such a constant, you know, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Yeah. And so I see myself as an apostle mm. functioning primarily in the role right now as a pastor wow. that has a prophetic icing, <laughs> our prophetic grace. Come on, bro. And I think we need that because uh, we need the prophetic because yeah. we need to see people as God sees them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I feel one of the things that God has taught me is that a person in my church isn't a dollar. It isn't a dollar figure. So if you're going to talk about kingdom pastor, you got to take the risk and love people whether they contribute or not. That's good. And so then you got to teach them principles to elevate them, mm-hmm. not to stay with you, but to be who God called them to be, whether they're with you or not. That's good. So when Dorothy taught me this concept of like, you know, Felix, the reason why things are going to change in our nation is because you choose to adopt people and rather foster them. Because in the dynamic of my nation, not to speak bad about my nation, my nation is very diverse, um, has about 50% of the people in the nation are from some another, other country. And it's built like that, and it's great, the diversity is there. However, a lot of our pastors are not homegrown. Mm. And so a lot of our pastors, a lot of the congregation takes on the identity of the pastor and not the identity of the society. Wow. And so in our church, 50 to 60 people, you have about 15 nationalities. Wow. And once you've you've been there, the diversity of the people there. And it's because I see the influence in the individual. And so we need to see the value in people first. Um, So the next thing I would say is um, build with people like build people like don't don't if a, if someone is better at something than you don't feel in competition build on them use them find out how you can make their gift better that's good and then find a position in your ministry and if there's not a provis- position um, position in your ministry then just affirm them for now because a lot of people are not called to the yeah. call to the church like dorothy and i have this dual role but a lot of people in our in our church are managers business owners and key leaders in their in their in their sphere in their sector so i I would say don't don't operate in a competition spirit. Adopt people because they're gonna feel the Father's heart from you. And so, from kingdom pastoring too, I would say um, be open to the apostles and prophets. Mm. You cannot be a kingdom pastor if you don't have apostles in your life or prophets in your life. I love that because apostles gonna help you build and prophets mm-hmm. gonna help you see, mm-hmm. and you being a pastor is gonna what you're building and what God is seeing through the through the prophetic and then connect it relationally for the advancement yeah. mm-hmm. of the kingdom and so I am really want to champion the pastors because the apostles are powerful they're going to bring breakthrough the prophets going to see and bring clarity and direction but the pastors are the people that everybody are in the trenches with yeah and so yeah. if we don't love and appreciate the pastors yeah. then the movement gets stuck so yeah. the pastors yeah, are the true. wheel in the reformation Well, we're the wheel we're, you, know, the, yeah. so good. you know so we need to do that and so I would say guys if you're a pastor out there or or if you're a prophet or an apostle in a church that your pastor is kind of the lead pastor he might not be operating like that if you feel called there build him up That's give so him right. some resources don't compete with him don't sp- it's so hard being a pastor lack of appreciation is there you, you expose yourself to people's life you're sowing into people out of your salary out of your increase out of everything you want the best for people and sometimes people don't want the best for themselves but we gotta keep our heart right we gotta That's keep so our man. love on so if you are a person out there and, and you, don't, you haven't appreciated your pastor Jump on it right now and just text and tell me appreciate him, and then connect him with people like myself or other people who are running with the kingdom and also posturing so that we can help the person yeah. you know make an impact in their sphere.
1: I love what you just said because I think one of the things that we've done as we consult churches you know we consult churches, we consult uh, people even the area of the fivefold is that where I see a mistake is that somebody will be turned on to that office Ephesians 4 uh, office fivefold, and they automatically feel like they have to have a prophet and apostle in their church. Mm-hmm. So they try to fit somebody in that puzzle who doesn't have a call to the office of a prophet, doesn't have a call to the office of an apostle, but they may, may have an apostolic grace they may have a prophetic gifting, but they're not called to the office and it creates more of a mess. And I love what you're saying as a pastor, you may not, you may be pastoring the church and you may not have an apostolic call to that office or a prophetic call. But what you're saying is look to build those partnerships mm-hmm. with an apostle, with a prophet, bring them in. Mm-hmm. Let them speak into the house and build that that, that team, that, that dynamic. They don't necessarily have to be a part of your church, but be in relationship with them. And I love that because yeah. that's where you see that exchange of those graces working together. And uh, to do that, I mean, ultimately, you would notice as a pastor to do that, you have to be secure in who yeah. you are as a leader and allow those people to come in because if you're not secure and you have insecurities, then it'll never happen. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I think first, um, my, my first Um, journey into posturing I thought I was the best thing since sliced (laughs) bread (laughs) and I realized no I need people I need other key leaders. I need to build healthy relationships. So, my heart shifts for my senior leader. And i feel like, yeah. he's a person. He's imperfect, but he's doing his best. He might not even know how to pastor differently, you know, because of the yeah. system of denominationalism sometimes. Not against denominationalism, it's just sometimes it doesn't work to bring out the best in people. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. However, when I went into the ministry again, I realized, like, wow, if I do this, I need to see who's doing it well. So, for example, I looked to Bethel, as imperfect as, as they are, I saw Bill Johnson minister ministering one week and then Eric ministering one week and then Chris Valentine being one week I'm like these guys are pretty strong and trust that they can actually bring other leaders and so if I am the only person that can do what I'm actually doing in the ministry then I'm not kingdom pastoring because I'm not multiplying myself and so as I grow my people need to grow and the only people that are growing in the ministry at the rate of acceleration for the kingdom is the people who are operating in honor Mm -hmm. So honor is a double portion. I mean, you get what God has given to you and what, what, what God has given to me as you honor. And so what I would encourage you to is that if you see someone that there's a gift on, honor them. Yeah. value that and grow into that and so yeah I, w- I would say I would say for me the key is just loving people well to, you know take ownership in a sense where you're gonna adopt them but take um take the bravery to be like you know what if they have chosen to, re- to, to go move on bless them and release them that's and if they need something in their life that you don't have that's why you need the apostles and the prophets to connect them with to unlock what that's you great. haven't unlocked yet and don't feel bad if somebody else come in like Matt you'll be there in three weeks man. you always release the fire you and Dez always release list the fire I don't feel bad mm-hmm. I I look Forward with anticipation to now strengthen the body. Come on and posture them well. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: I, I love that. You know what's interesting is that you know this month is Pastors Appreciation Month, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to ask you guys both this question because all four of us have pastored, um, and you know I have such a respect for pastors because before I became a pastor, we were itinerant ministers and we did campus pastoring, which is a little different, but um, you know pastoring is really hard, and so. Sometimes, you know, those who attend a church don't see the everything that the pastor does during a week. It's not just a, you know, 20 hour week
2: job. I mean, it's yeah. it's nonstop. And I remember someone even said to you one time, like, what do you even do all week? Like it was because they knew we were, we raised support to be campus yeah. ministries wow. at that time. Like, do you just walk around campus holding your Bible? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, right. That's what we do. <laughs> just walk around with our Bible. That's all we do. Oh, man. It, if it was only that easy. <laughs> so yeah, I have a question for you guys and, and both of you guys I would love to hear um, you know, your take on this but can you guys share with us some of the challenges you faced as pastoring people because as Matt's saying like it's it's not always easy, right? You're, you're dealing with people you're dealing with all kinds of different backgrounds and, and your heart is to love them and your heart is to see them mature and grow and, and get transformed and so what are some of the challenges you faced? Maybe I know we, we started started off talking about the old model, the old way, or or the way we grew up in in a different kind of structure, denominational structure versus a kingdom mindset and a kingdom structure. Maybe, can you guys think of some examples of what it looked like in that structure versus now and how, how God's using you to really adopt and and pastor people?
3: So so I would, I would speak about it from a church perspective and then she can speak about it from a corporation perspective. Perfect. Yeah. Um, from a denominational perspective, it's like they have a Reddit cookie-cutter, the policies and procedures. Right. Um, from a father, which is kingdom, perspective, I got to know, like Chris Valentin said it this week, I think he said, you got to know when you're going to be compassionate when you're going to confront. Mm-hmm. Because in in a lot of times in denomination, they don't confront, they just release so good and so as a father I want to confront because I value my son and my daughter mm-hmm. I value them want them to be all that God's called them to be so if the, their belief or their way is damaging to themselves and others hey we need to talk about this we got to dissect this in the background and um, I got to know sometimes well you know what they're doing really good and let me be compassionate right now mm-hmm. so I think that's the model and then the next thing I am growing in and we both are and Dorothy mm-hmm. can speak on this from a um, perspective in the corporate world too is pastoring people from their promises and not their Christ
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh wait, 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 say that again. So come I'm, on. I'm pasturing
3: my sheep or my people or my flock, whatever terminology you want to use it, from crisis to crisis. I'm I'm pastoring them from their promise to their promise. Wow. Come on. And so when I see them, I first ask them, What are you trusting God for? What has God said? And they tell me, they give me permission to remind them of that. So when they're operating in dysfunction, when they believe in a lie, when they're going through a weathering a storm in their life, I'm reminding them of their promise. Because I live by this, I said there's a two-piece combo. The testimony and the promise going to get you over um, the situation that you're in right now. So if you have a testimony and you have a promise, the enemy can never win. Come on. So uh, that's my perspective in in leading people from promises. And Dorothy Mm -hmm. can say from a corporate world, like, how does that look like?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, when we're thinking about pastoring in the context of, uh, uh, you know, the, the business world, we don't often use that language because people don't understand what it means. Or when they talk of pastoring, they're talking about pastoral care and some type of HR program or wellness program, right? And that's part of it, that's part of it um, you know, from so from the old model if you like, there is no model, right? Yeah. It is literally an HR strategy to ensure that we're, you know, getting, um, people on. are being productive and they're, you know, doing more for less pay potentially it really kind of just depends on the individual business, right? Um, from a kingdom perspective, we're de- developing a culture of honour, we're developing a culture where individuals, regardless of where they're at in the, you know Um, the corporate ladder, whether they're support staff or whether they're, you know, the global managing um, director or whatever they are, that they have an opportunity to prosper and to excel where God has called them to excel, where they have an opportunity to receive a salary that's commensurate with the work and that is honoring that we have, Mm. um, you know, a corporate culture that develops people and allows them to operate um, at their best, whatever that might be, right? And so when we're thinking, when I'm thinking of pastoring an organization, I'm thinking about what strategies. Is there peace here? Is there joy here? It's not always going to be easy. It's work, right? Um, But what are we doing to really ensure that we're treating our people well? We're treating our people with honor. We're extracting excellence from them, but we're also um, operating in excellence with respect to our policies and with respect to our people, our clients. How are we building systems like operational systems? How are we building individuals and how are we building mindsets that are complementary within an organization rather than, you know, having some type of internal competition, which just then tears down mm. the structure. So it's not very different, if you like, from with what you know. Felix is talking about in the, the Church Mountain. It's very similar, but we again, to the earlier point that we made, it's a different language, and it's mm. a different way of imparting that, oh. and seeing that through. Um, it really does come down to language, and like Felix said, meeting people where they're at, not from their crisis, but from their promise. What is the promise over this organization? What is its prophetic call or position, like what? What? Wow. Why? Why does this business exist? Wow. Why does this business have um, uh, favor in this area? Why is that happening? So I have a question for you, because sure. for the listener who
1: is in uh, the realm of business, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately as a person who's a believer in Christ and carries the kingdom, you're coming to a business culture with kingdom values, and many times you're coming into organization in front of people who have way different values than you. Yes. How do you bridge that gap? Because many times, this is I think this is like the million dollar question, because many times the old model, mm-hmm. it was more about you need to tell them the truth rather than to have influence. Now, truth never changes, but many times what happens, we don't understand we need that relational equity to have influence for them to be able to buy into a truth. Mm-hmm. How do you do that?
0: Again, it starts from a position of honor and excellence, right? <sighs> you, you know if I can create a solution, I can create, I can have influence. I'm not sure who taught us that, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's, I think it was you, Matt. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but that's powerful, but it's powerful. You create favor through creating solutions, right? And where do I get these solutions from? They're from God, you know, me co-laboring with God, right? Um, It's Him, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, um, directly imparting, giving a prophetic word, word of knowledge. All of these prophetic gifts, all of these spiritual gifts we use, in that, uh, in, I use in that environment, right? It, again, it comes down to language and approach, right? And to your point about, you know, entering an environment, you know, people, individuals will have a different culture or a different perspective or a different value system. It's no different from walking into a church where, you know, you're called, you know, you're going to release a word and having respect for the house, the leadership of the house, I love this. right? So it's true. no different. Yep. It's the same model. It's exactly the way that when Felix ministers um, from the pulpit, you, you meet people where you're at, you honor them you see them as children of God you don't judge them you love them and remembering quite frankly that he who was in us is greater than he who's in the world okay, it's not about me forcing mm. um, anything it's about me under- remembering and filling, reminding myself what do I carry and what is my physical presence releasing from me just being here it's so good
1: you know one of the things I love that you just said too it's just so just so practical You're, mm. you release some practical things right now Dorothy it is uh, a few minutes ago you said what is the destiny of the organization? Mm. Like prophetically asking God, what's the purpose and destiny of this organization and how can I better serve that? Mm -hmm. I love that because that is so practical and it helps a person who is in business to be able to get the Father's heart and eyes to be able to be, to be able to bring the language Mm -hmm. and not only the love and care for the organization. And I love that and that's what you're doing even uh, from a lawyer's perspective. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. amazing. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you Felix uh, you're also an author yeah and uh, you just have a, a book that was just released called uh, curing His Heart Caring His Heart and, his heart. and uh, have a great forward by somebody too yeah that- there's this world changer who's <laughs> married to Des that said <laughs> wait a minute that, that, that said
3: yes right away give me the best forward if you bought my book oh, you'll man. see the best forward in the world um, yeah so it's been out since about spring April, yeah. and it's been doing well like a, it's a platform to kind of give people tangible expressions of my growth because yeah. you know when you author something you create something it's part of your growth yeah. this is a part of your guys growth like I'm a, yeah. I'm just like wow this is amazing here <laughs> Um, and so it's been doing well it's been creating opportunities for me and it keeps me accountable of my ability to see people after God's own eye for them and I'm just like blessed to see it help me in ministry help me in life help me in parenting, help me being a husband you know and that's just amazing too for her to catch that grace for me to catch that grace and now and her organization and our ministry is being impacted by the Father's heart.
1: So can you talk a little bit about the book? What, what's, yeah. the, what's the synopsis and just for the listener? So so
3: it's, it's a prophetic book. It's a prophetic book and um, I give people activations after each chapter and I, I speak about a growth area of how to see people better. I use Zacchaeus, the woman at the well. Uh, I kind of list some experiences right away into our ministry as well. And um, I help people love people well. And um, you have to get God's heart and God's eye for people in order to impact them because in ministry and in the corporate world people sometimes carry baggage and they're a little rough on the edges yeah. and they don't respond well and, and even no matter what you do and you got to see them wow what's their promise what's their mm-hmm. destiny and you have to have be be brave in relationship and connection to have an impact and so my book will help you do that and um, it's $12 on, on Amazon and it's on my website felixmanzanares.ky and yeah that's how we
1: do it awesome awesome well guys this has been a. Tr- today. I'd like to uh, start with you, Dorothy. Any last words you'd like to leave with us today?
0: Sure. Just to remind everyone, look, there's no such thing as a sacred, secular divide. Um, The things that you do um, for the kingdom, you do regardless of whether they're in front of a pulpit, if they're serving in children's ministry, or if they're at a board meeting um, in a a firm, a corporation. It doesn't matter what you you do, whatever you do, you do it with excellence, you do it for God. And once I think people grab a hold of that, they'll see transformation. They'll start to understand that um, God is everywhere and he doesn't um, disappear just because I'm not in the church. In That's fact, I ca- I know now that, you know, this is my mandate from heaven. I was called to this, you know, firm many years ago. And the minute that I accepted that, I saw acceleration and I saw the kingdom manifest. And so I would encourage people, it doesn't matter whether it's a, you know, a large fancy law firm. It doesn't matter whether it's your mom and pop's business. It doesn't matter whether it's It's the church Do it unto God And you will see him Meet you there Wow wow.
1: What about you Felix Any last thought You'd like to leave listener Well I just Be a champion of
3: people
0: Yeah
3: Um, I've been scared Too long in my life You know Um, I, I hug people well I, in the spirit I love them um, it hurts and I wake up every morning saying who am I going to love today mm. and so if you're a pastor there, if you're a leader of there, if you fail fail successfully mm. you know repent <laughs> renew your mind about that person <laughs> be brave and you don't have to even tell everybody sorry today the Bible says if at all possible be at peace with all men that's good and so even from a distance begin to pray for them begin to love them you're, if you're a leader in a church and you don't want to talk to that person right now because it's a little baggage just pray. begin to pray for them opportunity will come and put because you've been praying for them your heart is connected to Mm -hmm. Father's heart and you can bless them so I would say hey be gentle on yourself leaders (laughs) you know what I'm saying take time learn from your mistakes but hey go, go, and God is on your side come on be a blessing right
1: now so good so good so guys where can people follow you be able to glean from you and check out any resources from you guys well for the church you can go to journeyministries.ky that's our website
3: on Instagram I think if you search uh, if you search journeyministries.ky you'll find it Um, and then my website site, um, some of my personal ministry where I travel overseas and stuff is at felixmanzanares.ky um, and then Instagram
0: yeah I think so I think you can connect with us too. that's probably yeah, the Instagram, easiest
3: way Instagram yeah
0: so I'm at instadorothy instadorothy she's <laughs> on insta <Instagram>. beautiful <laughs>
1: come
3: on insta Dorothy and I think mine is felix.manzanares um, on Instagram so you can just search me and you find me there so Instagram you can follow us follow our church and uh, just fo- see what God is doing in and through us awesome
1: awesome well guys make sure to check out the show notes to see how to follow dorothy and felix if this podcast has enriched your life make sure to subscribe would you share this podcast with a friend or a family member as it helps us to extend our reach well guys thank you so much for being on this show today it's been an yes, honor to have you guys. Thank you guys and i can't wait to be with you guys in a couple weeks yeah hey guys thank you for listening to the show today until next time this is matt gonzalez and this is desor gonzalez we
0: are out Be blessed.